0: Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. ...mean for me. How 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 do I get that in? So he says, take heed what you hear, and then he says this grand statement. With the same measure you use... It will be measured to you. Now he's not giving a prescription here, he's giving a description. Whatever measure you use it will be measured back to you and to you who hear more will be given. He just laid out an economic principle in his kingdom. If you listen what happens? You're going to hear more. And if you heat it and apply it, you're going to get more out of it, and you're going to get other stuff. This is within God's economy. It's like this. Have you ever felt like when you gave somebody some advice, you walked away and went, that was pointless, because of their response, because they didn't listen to one thing you said? (laughs) Is there any parent on the planet that didn't go through that? Mm. And if you haven't yet, parents, your kids aren't teenagers yet. And the promise of God is this, that if you hear more will be given. For whoever has to him, more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Now, is he saying, I'm going to be mean and take something away? No, what he's saying is, if you don't listen, you'll forget it in time, and it won't be there when you need it to apply. This isn't talking about a mean God who takes away things from people. This is talking about Life and the economic principles of the kingdom that if you don't heed it, you won't use it. If you won't use it, you'll put it to the third page on your phone where that, those apps that you never use and you move them way off the screen so that they're not in the forefront. Well, in God's economy, when you don't use that app, you forget it's there. You quit using it. It just doesn't work for you anymore. When you get, have you ever been frustrated in your life with God? You go, I just quit. I'm not going to try that anymore. Well, when you do that, that's what happens. It, it moves to the third page and you forget that that was even an app in your life that God showed you. It's not him taking away. It's you not heeding. God wants us to heed. So, there's some principles that go with the heating part and how you hear. I'm going to talk to you about three of them. Nope. So I'll start it. We'll, we'll get the sometimes when we switch back over on that slide show the clicker doesn't work. Ooh, There they are. Here's three. There's more than that. But I, I went, if, you, if I do more than three, you won't remember it. So it's literally this. The first principle is this. Now this is the economy of God. When we add things into our life, God multiplies things back to us. What's the difference between addition and multiplication? Huge because there's an increase. So whenever we take the the feeblest step of, I want to add this into my life, what I heard from God. He goes, you want that? I'm going to give you this. And it goes five times further because he multiplies it. Because God is all God's looking for. And this is a principle you find over and over, both the Old Covenant and New Covenant all he's looking for is a heart that's loyal to him. Not a heart that's a giant of faith. He says if you have faith, it's a mustard seed. It's incredible. It takes that much faith just to believe. And when that happens, think of when you came into the kingdom, you said, yes, I want you Jesus. And you thought, well... Now I'm going to feel a little bit better. But what that did is that moved you 400 yards down the road and things started happening. You're going, what on earth happened to me? Or better yet, other people go, what on earth happened to you? Well, I got saved. Because it increases. How do we know that that principle works? Whenever we do this measurement and we enter into the pursuit of knowing God, God plants himself in us and we've always been told that we have to be something or make ourselves into something when actually all he wants you to do is listen and add it into your life. Not a whole lot of things. Have you ever noticed about change that if you try and change ten things... Have you ever done that at New Year's and gave yourself seven New Year's resolutions? You won't even do one of them. Because it's too many. It's overwhelming to the human heart to do that thing. But when we add one thing, it's his divine nature to give us more of himself. He always gives a reward that is way greater than your addition. We'll look at it clearer in a little bit, but that comes, we'll go back to 2 Peter and we'll pick it up. But I want you to see the second principle, and it's this. And many, many, many people don't like this principle because we're scared of it and because of other things. We don't want, I think, in our heart of hearts, We don't know how much God really knows every motive of our heart. And so we want him to know that our motive's okay. So we say, I'm not doing this for a reward. Actually, that's just false humility. Because Hebrews 11 says this, those who come to God must believe that he is, and then he says this, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It is not wrong to to want to be rewarded in your life by God, and it's not wrong in that he does do it. When we seek God, he rewards us. (sighs) Remember, it's God in you, and he's always consistent in his character and nature. Always. God is always consistent. So that means this. This. What he is consistent about, he also wants to grow in you. Wherever God's nature is, because 2 Peter says this, we've become partakers when we hear the whole hearing thing. When we become partakers, it's not just of a principle, but it's of himself. We partake of his divine nature. When you bite into God, You taste something that other stuff doesn't taste the same way anymore. It affects everything you do. You're biting in to who God is. I'm using weak human terms to explain that within his economy, he does this. When you bite into God and you want to learn something about it, he says, I'm going to reward that because that's faithfulness to me that's faithfulness? Yes, you enacted the tiniest step. The tiniest one. He looks down on the most feeble prayer. The weakest, most humble thing. Help me God. He goes, oh. And he lets you partake of his divine nature. That's what that guy in that program didn't wait for that I was talking about earlier. So what is faithfulness then? Well, Faithfulness is actually a bunch of different things. So, I don't have this up here. This is just some of them that I wrote down, but it includes more. Faithfulness is about believing and trust. That's what faithfulness is. You believe God, you're going to trust him. God goes, oh, that's being faithful to me. Isn't that stunning? Faithfulness is about hope and security. When I say I trust you, that puts hope in my heart, and God goes, faithfulness. You're going, oh, I really wasn't being faithful. Yes, you are. And God rewards it. Faithfulness can also be about risk and following the stuff Brenda was talking about as we began. To step out into God to make that giant we call it blind faith. For I don't know why we call it that. But it's that when, I don't know if this was God or not, but I'm going to do it. That step, have you ever done that one? More than once. <sighs> and the reward comes back. You just move 20 paces to the go block where you get $200 and you get to go around again. Without going to jail. And he just rewards that. Faithfulness is also this. It's about investing what God has given to you already. Think of the parable of the talents. It says he gave this to him. He gave some five, some ten. One guy he gave one, and he said, and he didn't even tell him. He he just asked Slater, "What'd you do with it?" So faithfulness is about you investing the economy that God put in you in others. You're relating it to others. God's given you. I don't think the parable of the talents, God was Jesus was just using that so that they could understand the principle, not the money thing. It had nothing to do with money. And it didn't even have anything to do about giftedness. I've heard it taught that way either. What he's talking about is Whatever I give you, when I give you something and you invest it into somebody else, another believer, you share that little thing that you heard and heeded and how it worked in your life. The guy goes, oh, get ready, because he's going to reward that. What will he reward it with? More things to hear more principles to understand, a deeper understanding of life. So you start gaining in knowledge and wisdom. And then there's this other aspect of faithfulness that we all forget and that we kind of say, I don't want to be rewarded for that. And I understand it. It's our human nature that says, no, I was just doing what I was told to do or I was doing it because it was the right thing to do. But God's faithfulness is about consistency, consistency, And reliability. If God gives you something and shows you to do it, keep doing it. Don't stop doing it. Did God ever speak to you about being nice to people? Nobody? I'm the only one he said that to? I must have been a real stinker. (laughs) I used to have a saying when before I was married and when I was in the military, and it was because I was so hurt. I used it as my self-protecting security blanket, but I was a, a, a dog handler. I was a military police and I handled a dog and other people would want to get together with me. And I'd say, nah, the more I see of people, the better I like my dog. <laughs> yeah. And I was such a loner and wasn't gonna let it, but you see, I really wasn't gonna let anybody in. Why? Because I was hurt inside. I didn't want to get hurt again. So I was insulating myself with my insecurities and it sounded like such a wonderful Neil Young, I'm the loner thing to say. You know, I must have I wore the grooves out on Neil Young's songs. I mean, uh, one of his songs was called The Loner. So. And, and I built my life around that. But this is what I found. After God said, no, be kind to others. Treat them the way you would like to be treated. And I kept doing that consistently. I kept getting rewarded. You know what the reward was? More people wanted to be around me. (laughs) And then he grabbed me and put me, the very thing I didn't want to do, be in front of people, he he put me in, in leadership positions and they put me in people and then he asked me to come into ministry and then I was talking to people all the time. The same kid who couldn't stand people. But because it changed, because his economy came in, and I said, no, I really want to be kind to people. I, was, I didn't have a kind childhood. I, didn't even, I wasn't even always sure what kindness was. Kindness was my mom patting my arm or my leg, going, it's going to be okay. It wasn't. Insulate, insulate, insulate. And the Holy Spirit says, listen to me. Treat everybody the way you would like to be treated. What? Treat other people the way you would like to be treated. Not how you were treated. How you would like to be treated. Oh, that's different, God. I started doing that and the reward was more people. But also the reward was this. My heart got big. Instead of getting smaller and bitter little pill, my heart got bigger and bigger. And that film that we just watched about the New Day epic youth, that's what grabbed me. And a youth group started with three kids with their arms crossed when I tried to do praise and worship. So much so the piano player quit on me. kids are awful. No, they're hurt, just like I was. Month after month, and three grew to six, and six to twelve, and twelve went to, I don't know what it was, sixty, when I left there. And it was just like, what? And that multiplication of just being faithful with the little things he'd given me to share it with other people. Because you see, at at thirty-one, I understood how much you could hurt at 13. It took me that long to go, no, at 13 I was feeling the same pain I'm watching 24-year-olds go through. The consequences may not be as great within the time frame of their life, but the pain is. And so just kept sharing that. That's what we're called to do. Now, that's about consistency and how God rewards it. Third principle, and I'll close with this, and we'll do this real quickly, and then we'll really get into some nuggets of this. And I hope this is encouraging your heart. I hope there's little things, seeds along the way that get planted that you can, you can take. if you can take away something today, we'll clench your fist around it, put it in your pocket, and then tomorrow bring it out. Because really, that's my precious the things that God spoke to me that's my precious nobody can steal them from me shut my hand put them right back in my pocket and hang on to them all day long and then at noon after the bosses chewed me out at 9 a.m. I can pull it back out and go oh God the world is under the sway of the wicked one but you oh God have captured my heart I belong to you Oh, and you talk about a ring of power. Oh, my gosh. I can take that. i put it back in my pocket, and you can't take it from me. And the world can't steal it from me. It's mine. And God increases with it to where it won't even fit in my pocket. So the first, the third principle is this. God rewards, this is what makes it hard for us, well, I don't want to like, do something and then I get a brand new Cadillac and I say, well, God rewarded me with a Cadillac. That just seems off to me when people teach that. I know. I understand. That feels really off and that's not the reward he's talking about. God rewards by blessing us fully. We're to be fully blessed. He says in Ephesians 1 that he has blessed us in heavenly places with what? All spiritual blessings. All the apps for the operating system. Nobody gets shorted. So God wants to reward us by giving us himself. Every believer is blessed. Here's the difficulty. Not all believers see it. Not all believers realize it. And not all believers roll in the deep of it. They don't lavish their lives in it. They will, so many believers will tell me why they're, they're not the ones to get what God's given. How everybody, it's for everybody else and not for them. And it's actually it violates God's principles of how he rewards. It's not true. We will, It's so amazing. It's what I said the other day we've been invited to a table where there's a feast. There's a feast to feed upon. And we will stand outside, go clear outside. We won't even go in the dining room. We'll stand outside of the house and talk about how we don't understand it goes to everybody else and not us. Go sit down. I've seen people sit down at the table And not eat. I've also seen people, this is scary, but sniff at the table of the Lord. You go, I don't like the smell of that. I ain't gonna eat that. Not gonna listen to that. What did you, but to him who hears, you know, how many of you like fried okra? I don't like the smell or texture of fried okra. So I'm a Yankee boy from Iowa. And that stuff just, it's just like it gets it's like eating a, a cocklebur. You bite into it, it's just, but there is a reward for eating okra. The power to eat another okra. Now, I have, now this is me being perfectly honest, I haven't been able to apply it to eggplant. Except in Baba Ganoush, right? This is, uh, but it's this. I have seen people sniff at the applications that God wants them to listen to and go, I just can't do that. Well, now you're violating all the principles that he wants you to hear. Well, you mean I have to say it to get it? Yeah, sort of. Because if you don't hear it, you won't heed it. And if you don't heed it, you won't get it. And that which you even have, you start losing. It dribbles out. It's the economy of God. Instead of a bowl, it becomes a sieve. And then you go, I feel empty and lifeless. Or you will relate it this way so other believers can relate to you. I'm in a wilderness season with God and even his word is dry crackers to me. That's a lie. I'm no longer in a wilderness. Does God? You're saying God can't ever feel far away? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you don't walk in a wilderness anymore. You've come out of the wilderness. Jesus Christ lives in you. And even in the most difficult times, he will sit at you with the table and help you eat. He will. How do you know that? Because of me. Because of me in my life. How do I know it? Because that's what I gulped and did. And there's lots of times it tasted like okra. I swallowed and got it down and there's lots of times it didn't pan out like my plan was but it did pan out like God's plan was completely I could tell you story after story after story how God captured me for Northern Ireland and what he did and then when I got there was nothing like I thought it was going to be and the word that I'd been given for the call of it was actually a warning as much as it was an invitation I didn't know how to hear and heed very well but then if I did you never know I might not have gone but I did go And the reward has been great. It's phenomenal. I have friends around the world. I learned so much about culture. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a couple of things about Brenda. (laughs) And they were good. So next week, I want to take this same passage of Scripture from Luke. So listen to this. We'll close with this. Luke 6, verse 37, says this. Judge not, you shall not be judged. Condemn not, you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. If your heart gets big about how God's economy works and you measure things in that way, and you use the apps to treat others that way, God's got a promise. We always turn this into a negative. If I don't forgive, you won't forgive me at all. And I'm just, just I'm done for, I'm toast. It's not what he's saying. He's saying the manner in which you use my economy will come back to you in a great reward. How Whatever measure you're going to use with other people. So I said I was going to close with this. One more thing regarding this. These are really important. That's why I want to kind of keep going. One more thing regarding the how, how, how you measure it. No, it'll take me too long. So hopefully that was a teaser enough to get you back here. I've been watching that program of alone. Take these things and heed them into your life. Because there's a measurement that God wants to do, and it doesn't have to, to do with anything but this. God wants to measure back to you His nature and His character. That's the teaser. He wants you to start using his measurements because how you do it with others, it not only gets measured back to you, but remember, God multiplies. So if you did kindness, the measure that you get back, not from God, will give you his full kindness the measure you get back is understanding His full kindness. And with that is a phenomenal reward. If anybody in here can say to me, I understand the kindness of God, you are a holy shocking saint. Because I feel at the end of my life I'm just beginning to understand it. And so if you have that in you, Invest it. Measure it out to other people. Amen? Lord Jesus, I ask that you take these principles, wrap them in your kindness, wrap them in your grace, wrap them in the way you come and speak to each of our lives individually, young and old. Lord, especially our teenagers as we prayed for them today. Lord, start infecting and affecting their lives, their hearts, their emotions, and all that with your economy and who you are. And we will bless you. We will sing to you. And we will pull out of our pocket the great things that we know. And we will examine them this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Lord, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen.